We're going to bring in Jim Garrity, senior political correspondent at the National Review. And, and I got to tout this. He's got a new book out. It's called Saving the Devil, A Dangerous Clique Story. Jim Garrity, welcome to the show. Larry, it's always good to hear your voice, and thanks for having me on. So, what? I just, um, Saving the Devil, A Dangerous Clique Story. Is this a James Bond novel? What is this? It is somewhat in that uh, vein. It's a thriller series. The Saving the Devil is just 99 cents. I wrote a short story to kind of give people a easy way to see if this kind of series is for them. Uh, picture uh, James Bond or 24 with characters who sound like a, a Dennis Miller comedic monologue. Uh, this is very irreverent, quirky, snarky, sarcastic, uh, full of uh, crazy references. Um, the, one of the characters I introduced is an enforcement agent for the Treasury Department, uh, the kind of person who gets to seize the yachts of Russian oligarchs and things like that. And I say oh, that, I she like is, that she's inspired a, a motto for her team at the Treasury Department, the only man with a gun that we fear is Aaron Burr. Um, if that's your kind of thing, this is the, the thriller series for you. Can you get um, Can you get this on one click on Amazon? Yes, you can. Uh, it's already available on. Uh, if you, in fact, if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. You can just click that one. This short story is ninety nine cents. The e-books are just three ninety nine. Uh, I write this in my spare time, but it is very cathartic when not writing about politics and stuff <laughs> to write about bad guys dying in terrible explosions and stuff like that. It's, it's you know always good to see the bad guys go to a terrible end. All right. Well, I agree with that. Um, why is Mitch McConnell and everybody else? I mean, this is wave of stories. Mm -hmm. uh, although I notice, um, I notice not not everybody. Molly Hemingway wrote a kind of a rebuttal. I mean, why is everyone saying Republicans uh, are not going to retake the Senate? I mean, I don't. I I don't think, for example, their candidates are so bad. In fact, I think they have some very outstanding candidates. Nobody likes Joe Biden. Nobody likes Joe Biden's policies. Nobody likes inflation. Nobody likes the border. Nobody likes crime. Nobody likes critical race theory in the schools. What, what, what's changed here? Sure. I, look, there's been a, you know, a series of, of not-so-great polls. I think it's safe to say that you can point to certain states and certain races where Republicans nominated either the wrong guy or a challenge. I think you know, Pennsylvania jumps out. Mehmet Oz is uh, too Trumpy for the folks who are skeptical of Trump, and he's just nowhere near Trumpy enough, I think, for the Trump voters who, who you know, Trump endorsed him, but this was, you know, Oprah's doctor and, and just not the, you know, this guy's been a Republican for about 10 minutes, um, just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have any roots in the conservative movement. And it's like, who is this guy? Wait, what? You know. Now, having said that, I do think that, um, you know, that there was a recent uh, uh, controversy about this video from April in which he's going shopping at the grocery store, and he makes, he makes a reference to crudités, <laughs> what, what most of us would call a vegetable plate. And Democrats and liberals on social media are all like, oh, my God. And he says Wegners instead of Wegmans and all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. So, yeah, people are going to make fun of him, but I kind of wonder if there's this, like, ricochet effect. Of people look at that and say, <laughs> he said crudités. Yeah. yeah, I'm paying twice what I used to pay for my groceries. What the hell, man? Right. Um, and the idea that actually that might, you know, penetrate a bit more than people think. But like, that, that's a case where I think, yes, you've nominated somebody who is very challenging in this environment. But crudite, and, by the way, crudités prices, crudite is rising at about a 14% annual yeah. rate. So <laughs> whatever you want to call it, it's not good. Uh, look, I was for McCormick, okay? I was for David McCormick and, and Dina and all the rest of it. 
but he's running against a crazy person. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. And this, and same thing in Wisconsin. Ron Johnson is he's not down that much. He's down, uh, what, five or six, seven points. But Ron Johnson's running against a crazy person. And a lot of these Democratic candidates are crazy people. And I don't know why Mitch McConnell doesn't talk about that. Much like in uh, you know horror movies, you should never believe the monster is dead until you're, until the credits roll. I will not believe Ron Johnson is defeated in a race hmm. until the votes are totally certified. Because if you look back six years ago, every poll had him down by sometimes by double digits. Russ mm-hmm. Fine. There was a liberal magazine that ran a cover piece that was entitled "Russ Feingold Returns to Washington," running against <laughs> jo- Ron Johnson. Out there, lo and behold, Ron Johnson won by three and a half points. So Ron Johnson just has this amazing ability to dramatically overperform. I don't know if Wisconsin voters kind of don't like telling a pollster that they're going to vote for him. I'm not saying this is a guarantee he's going to win. I'm just saying I don't count him out until uh, the final gun, so to speak. Um, Jim, I think there are a bunch of other cases where he's like, going to win, Jim. He's going yeah, to win. I, I, I'm look, here I, to tell you he's going to win because he's really smart. He's not pretentious, mm-hmm. and he's a good capitalist, and the issue is going to be the economy. And inflation. Yeah. I, I just feel like I've heard this story at least twice before in which, you know, I don't know, you know, this is a purple to blue state and Ron Johnson doesn't have a chance and somehow he wins. So I, I would not. I'm, that's actually not one of the ones I'm most worried about. And I, my thinking on Ohio has changed a bit. There was a long stretch where a whole bunch of polls showed Tim Ryan ahead, sometimes by a little bit, by like three points, then sometimes up by 11 points. Most of these were Democratic uh, or outside interest group funded polls. So you, if you want to dismiss them, you can. New poll comes out this week. Uh, uh, Suffolk College has uh, J.D. Vance up by three. Now, that's not a huge margin, but this is a r- r- purple state that's been trending purple, pretty red. Trump won by eight points. It looks like it's going to be a good year for Republicans. I think J.D. Vance does better. What happened was is that Tim Ryan pretty much had the airwaves to himself from the end of the Republican primary until like two weeks ago. And when there's a whole, and my readers were telling me, Jim, when is J.D. Vance going to get up on the air? All I see is Tim Ryan ads. It's kind of like the, the ubiquitousness of the Mike Bloomberg, Mike can get it done ads, where you're starting to see them in your dreams because you were seeing them everywhere. Um, but now you look at it, you know, it looks like J.D. Vance is ahead by a small margin. In this kind of environment, I think J.D. Vance is the safer bet. But obviously, I want every Republican to run like they're 10 points behind. Don't run like thinking you're going to well, do 10 right. points better. Well, that's right. But also, let's go to Blake Masters. I interviewed Blake Masters on the TV show. He's a smart guy, and he's got a good message. Again, he's got a good message on the economy. He's got a good message on the border. He's got a good message on the IRS. Uh, There's no reason why Blake Masters can't win in Arizona. No, I was going to say, I put this one and maybe Herschel Walker against Raphael Warnock in Georgia you're asking the Democratic candidate to perform, overperform the, the President Biden's job approval rating by like 10, 15, maybe even 20 points. You know, right. Biden's approval rating in those states is in the low 30s. Mm-hmm. That's a really bad. And also, the, the other thing that kind of makes me say, look, you know, we've had a, a not so great stretch for a bunch of Senate Republican candidates, but the wrong track number in this country is still seven, averaging 71 percent. Right. right. Seven out of every 10 people think the country's going in the right direction. The incumbent party is not going to do well. Now, does this mean every one of these races breaks the way Republicans want? It's not a guarantee, but that is a strong, strong undertow that uh, Democratic candidates are swinging against. Well, Herschel Walker, I was reading 
someplace, maybe it was you, I don't know, that said Herschel needs to start talking about the football, the college football season. <laughs> it would not surprise. By, by was that you? Did you write that? To sound like NFL films, you know. <laughs> Herschel Walker broke through the linebacker, you know. Um, because, look, he begins the race. His strongest asset is the, you know, national championship he won for the University of Georgia. Right. And the fact that the state has lots of Georgia football fans who love him. And they like him, and they give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think I'm being mean or exaggerating to say that he's been a <clears throat> less than fully effective communicator for his agenda. Mm. And, you know, Raphael Warnock is a uh, preacher who's a very effective communicator and has already, you know, won in, uh, in a, that uh, runoff in 2020, or uh, early 2021. But in the end, uh, this is still of Georgia, and I think Brian Kemp is going to win the Georgia governor's race pretty handily. Mm-hmm. And in this kind of year, this kind of environment, Herschel Walker can win. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's going; to, he's guaranteed to win, but I wouldn't put his odds much below 50-50. And I think that you know, as, as long as you know Walker can go out there and say, "Hey, you know me; we share the same values. I'm going to fight for you." You know, I'm I'm going to run down opposition in Congress the same way I used to run down those line, run over those linebackers. And I think you know that could easily get you to 51 percent. Right. We're going to beat Auburn. We're going to beat LSU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. College football season will help Herschel Walker. I mean, some of these guys like Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan's trying to make out that he's a Republican. He's not. He votes for every single Biden thing. Uh, yeah. Kelly in Arizona votes straight Biden. Warnock in Georgia, straight Biden. These are Biden guys. So they're all Joe Bidens in their respective states. That's the way you run, and that's the way you win. Yeah, and at least according to reporting out of the White House, Joe Biden can't wait to get on the campaign trail and campaign <laughs> for all these Senate Democrats. And Republicans are yelling, yes, oh, get go, out Joe, there. go, get out there. <laughs> get out there. <laughs> and a whole bunch of Democrats are like, uh, yeah, I, might, I, might have, I think i got to wash my hair that night. I, uh, I, gotta... <laughs> oh, I think that's right. I mean, I, I, I think Mitch McConnell needs a pep pill or something. He's just too down. He needs, he needs some meds to get going. Well, he, it is reasonable. I think there's one reasonable expectation setting that you don't want. Because here's the thing. Let's say Republicans win a 51-49 majority, right? And I think they'll win the House. I don't know if we'll see the, you know, 40-seat, 60-seat numbers that I've seen folks like Newt Gingrich saying. Just give me 20. Because, yeah, they'll get 20. Republicans are starting at a high floor. You know, they already have almost a majority. So there's not as many low-hanging fruit to win there. All right. So. All right. Jim Garrity, National Review. Thanks for the rundown. Much more optimistic. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.